0: His weakness is his uniqueness. Rudy from Colorado has been homeless and disabled, but none of that has stopped him from reaching his goals of sharing his unique art and working towards a mindfulness that is a bright spot in dark times. He used his creativity and imagination to escape the brutality of growing up in a civil war and grew that imagination to create something positive and amazing for children and families to use and enjoy. What exactly does Rudy make and how did he manage to survive if you're in a bad mood? His story should change that. It's Marketplace, the podcast. I have Rudy with me right now as my guest this week. Rudy sells custom-made, crafted Hobbit play homes for kids. And this isn't just a treehouse. These are spectacular, Rudy. How did you even come up with this idea?
1: Well, uh, I grew up in a house that was uh, almost 300 years old with my grandma, made out of cob, uh, pretty much mud. And I remember as a kid, uh my grandma used to have me help her to uh go dig some mud and mix it with grass and kinda of catch up some of the holes that the animals would do through the through the season. So uh, I was always uh, impressed by the little house being so old and being in a good shape and it was a beautiful place to to uh grow up. But when I had kids, I always wanted to create a space where they have the same feeling that I had when I was a kid. So I found a space in the corner of my garden that is a big blue spruce, and uh, nothing grows under the blue spruce. <laughs> it's really a waste of space. And I decided to build the, uh, the first Hobbit house around the the Hobbit house and still keep the, the, the tree alive. So I uh, created my first Hobbit house, using recycled materials.
0: There's a lot of detail that goes into this. Again, it's not just plank board and two-by-fours. Tell us about the detail.
1: Absolutely. So, so one of the things that I like to do is really pay attention to the little details that gives the space, uh, the energy, the contact to the Earth, the uh, harmony and the uniqueness of the space. So uh, actually, uh, as you go inside the Hobbit house, um, the round door. Um, the first thing that you come up is a painting that I did of my kids that actually represents the, uh, me growing in Guatemala as a child and, uh, growing up in the, in the jungle and the natural places. Uh, and then you see the, the rails going down the steps because they have, they have a housing in a little hill. Um, and the, the, uh, the rails of the, the handles are from beaver dam, um, uh, pieces of wood. So they have its own character. And then you start looking around the hobbit house uh, and it has a little spaces, uh, that bring more light to the inside of the hobbit house, such as a little, uh, sky, uh, skylight and, uh, a little, the windows around it that create the light that comes inside the hobbit house and even creates sort of like a, Uh, highlighting the tree that is inside.
0: What are people's reactions when they see this?
1: People definitely like them. I really enjoy creating that joy because, like I say, as a child, I grew up in Guatemala during the Civil War, and I was always trying to find uh, a ways for my mind to escape uh, bitterness of growing up in the Civil War, seeing all all the time uh, dead people and people being abused. Uh, and I hate it, so I always wanted to uh, uh, create a space for my kids where they would use their imagination and take their uh, take their spirit away from everything else.
0: How important is it for kids to have a place to fantasize and play and feel free?
1: <clears throat> I think for me, what uh, kept me positive as a child was using my imagination. Uh, I, I... Didn't have any tools. My family was very poor. So I used to make my own tools out of wood and different sticks. And I remember the kids that had those actually would prefer to come and play with my toys instead of their own toys because mine were more creative and have more, uh, different interpretation and character. And, uh, I think imagination is a window to positiveness and it keeps on spend time during the day imagining um, their creativity dies little by little.
0: Do you think that's slowly going away in our digital world?
1: I think so. I I think uh, one of the things that I noticed that when my kids have friends over, instead of playing video games, they want to go play in the Hobbit house. (laughs) Even my kids don't realize how cool it is because they see it all the time. But when, when they have kids over, they usually wanted to play games. But instead of playing games, they go there and, and just hang inside the Hobbit House.
0: And if someone wants uh, a Hobbit House, one of your custom ho- Hobbit houses to build, how long does it take for them, for you to make one for them?
1: I think it depends on uh, a lot of things. depends on the budget. I really try to work with people's diet, budget. Uh, I, I One of the things that I do is try to collect the materials with, that would be uh, unique for the piece that I'm building. Uh, I am building one right now that is almost like my uh, demo uh, Hobbit house that I can take to places and show people. So I am very particular about the materials that I'm using, the uh, little elements that I'm putting into it. And the time that I'm putting into it is not just building a shed. Anybody can build your shed. I build Hobbit houses. And the time that I put in it is my art. Is my artistic uh, uh, inspiration, my connection to nature as a as Mayan person, and uh, the a little elements that you would usually find in a playhouse that you will buy anywhere else. It will take approximately uh, between two weeks to uh, a month with uh, details and particular specifications.
0: Because everyone is different, right?
1: Absolutely. Um, mostly famous for my paintings actually. I have shown my art three times at the Denver Art Museum. I, even in my own paintings, i never done two paintings of the same, and I have hundreds of paintings that i done, but uh, I just don't like to repeat my work, especially in the Hobbit houses. I think in each one of them, they're going to be uh, for different kids, and I just want to be able to bring that joy and my own style. I think also my uh, reputation Is from my quality of work and my um, uniqueness, and I like to keep that going.
0: And you were trained as a flamenco dancer. How does someone go from being a flamenco dancer to (laughs) Korean?
1: Yes, I was a flamenco dancer uh, for many years, and then I started having uh, knee problems. And then I I moved to play percussions for flamenco people, and I I was still dancing a little bit. And then when I became an artist, uh, uh, I graduated from from college as an artist. I became a teacher and also started to do a little bit more shows. Uh, And I was doing really well, doing fantastic work and and being invited by a lot of places. But painting so much, I had arthritis since I was 19, my body, my shoulder, my knees. And I started developing tendonitis, carpal tunnel, and then arthritis to cover in my wrist. And to the point that I just couldn't even hold a brush for more than two minutes, that it was painful. So even now, like five minutes, 10 minutes of painting is about two days of pain that I have to pay for it. So as the process of learning mindfulness, which is one of the best things I ever learned in my life, to truly enjoy the moment, uh, I was trying to understand different techniques that will allow me to be in the moment. And I went to a meditation temple, uh, didn't work for me. I fell asleep. People got really angry. <laughs> uh, and I noticed that because of my ADP, I couldn't be in one place uh, without doing anything to truly be in the moment. Uh, I realized that for me, it was something that I would truly enjoy and that kept me going. Uh, and I started to tap on top of the uh, canvas and it was a piece of wood that I had. And I realized that it took me to a place that I'd never been before. I was uh, truly enjoying the response of the paint with the footwork. So when I play different music that I don't know how to dance, it just gives me a feeling and a rhythm that allows me to be in the moment and to really
0: focus. I think it's interesting because you have a very positive spirit. You were a flamenco dancer and your your body started to hurt. Instead of giving up, you did something else. You're an artist and your your arthritis started to flame up. So you started to paint with your feet.
1: Well, most of my life is being about overcoming difficulties uh, that present in my life. From the moment that I came into the U.S., uh, I ran out of my country escaping the brutalities of the war. When I came here, uh, put myself to school, and, uh, it was very difficult, I became homeless, tried to be in school and uh, pay for my, my uh, tuition. So, my whole, my whole work is actually about um, trying to overcome those difficulties in life. Like I couldn't paint uh, with, with my uh, hands, I paint with my feet. I always try to find another way. So my work is really about sometimes when we think of weakness, is our uniqueness. And uh, if we are able to embrace our uniqueness, we can find our strengths. Uh, something that a lot of people don't know when I am painting is that I'm completely colorblind. I don't see any colors at all. So I taught myself how to paint to, to without being able to see color and just focus in, in the uh, values of the colors and uh, instead of the colors itself. And, uh, overcoming that was one of the most difficult things because I always try to think that I could understand color and I could figure it out how to paint color. But every time that I got around, I was very frustrated and I give up painting many times. Um, With the difficulties in my life, my hand uh, getting uh, arthritis and tendonitis and carpal tunnel, my knee getting bad, my shoulder getting bad, my back getting bad. As I get older for for all the different hard works that I've done in my life, I uh, always I, I started thinking that I was handicapped because I couldn't do things that other people would do. But I realized that it didn't make me a handicap. It just gave me the opportunity to do something different. Like I say, my concept about my work is about thinking that what we think of weakness is our uniqueness, and if we are able to embrace our uniqueness. We can get rid of trains
0: from there. I am pretty excited because I can pick up a pencil with my toes. And I think I'm pretty magical. But the art that you create, it's not just smears. This is beautiful art. And I watched a video of you moving around. And it, it seems like you're in another plane when you're creating this art. And the fact that you're colorblind on top of it, how is your process? Where does your mind go when you start to do this?
1: So the difference when I used to paint using brushes, I used to paint a lot of people. I have paintings of dancers, uh, people with umbrellas, uh, the Mayan people that princess. my body growing up. Uh, so I used to paint a lot of people with the story behind the painting. So if you look at the painting, you will see that the paintings, you will see that they're not about the people or the places, it's about the story behind it. But when I was making those paintings, it was very difficult because I had a set mind and I knew what I wanted to achieve, the feeling that I wanted to create. And if it wasn't coming out the way I wanted, it was very frustrating. With this process, like you say, it's not about the painting or the dance. So when people see me, they might think, oh, this guy's dancing or or this guy's painting, but it's either of them. It's about me being able to find a space where I can truly enjoy the moment and embrace the process. But when I'm doing that, everything disappears. I'm just truly enjoying the feeling of that process and how the paint reacts to the woodwork. There are so many different elements that I am not thinking that is going to come along, but because they come along unexpected, uh, my mind is truly enjoying that changes, and I can apply that to life. I can definitely uh, enjoy more uh, life in everything.
0: So wonderful that you, that I, I was lucky enough to just come across uh, your Hobbit houses, but also your paintings. Can people buy your art as well on Marketplace? It's funny because at the beginning of the year, this
1: year, I had decided that I wasn't going to paint anymore because I lost a lot of money. I don't have any shows coming up. And I have all of this art getting beat up in the, in my van because... I used the vent to transport the materials for my hobby houses. But uh, last week, as I was already determined that I was going to give up painting, I got a phone call from one of the recruiters for American Get Talent, and they wanted me to audition for it. <laughs> uh, and I was like, you know, I, I just had a surgery on my shoulder. I fell down two weeks ago. They damaged my uh, shoulder again and broke two ribs. Oh, <laughs> and uh, i was like how i can do this but my daughter was my daughter was so positive and so uh, excited about it so i did the demo with a broken rib and injured shoulder and let's see what happens. but i had the privilege of being invited to a uh, audition for that and just gave me another light in my life something positive to say you know don't stop yet. <laughs> you can keep going with this. As long as I can move, I can still find that beautiful place that I find when I'm doing my
0: first. You know, I'm proud of myself for being smart enough to find someone as amazing as you on Marketplace. It's it's more than a hobbit house. Your story, is it resonates to everyone about positivity, about continuing to grow and continuing to believe in themselves, especially now. Uh, Rudy, It's what a, what a blessing it is to be able to talk to you. I truly appreciate it.
1: Thank you. And one of the things I was going to mention is that a lot of the little habit houses that you see uh, in my website are actually uh, public uh, in public areas uh, around my neighborhood. When the pandemic uh, started last year, a lot of the kids were poor and I have no places to go. And uh, I start adding a- art, art along the fences. and All the kids are starting to go kind of to do a, a scavenger hunt and trying to find all these little pieces of art. Then I start adding Hobbit houses and doors in between trees along uh, about a half a mile. So nowadays, a lot of families, you see a lot of families that go around looking for those. And, and I feel like uh, giving that part back to the society and allow kids that don't have the chance to play in a Hobbit house will still be able to find those places and use their imagination.
0: If people want to find you, what's what's your website where they could reach out to you and find you your art and a Hobbit
1: house. It's wordpress. dot They just type my name also. And YouTube, they see some of the videos of my uh, process on uh, dancing, painting that I do. Last year, I had been one of the worst years as an artist. And uh, hopefully... The Hobbit house is takes a new place for me, where I can bring that joy to other people and continue my creativity. And now I'm going to continue painting, also hoping that uh, uh, things will
0: change. Well, it's a great way to support uh, an amazing artist. It's a great way to have something created for your children and your family that, that's safe and positive and interesting, and a way to escape and fantasize a little bit. And it's it was it's been great great to talk to you, Rudy. Thank you. So much for taking the time to thank be my you. guest.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you very, very much. And I can say I, I really want to leave by uh, leaving my message again uh, to people that sometimes they feel that they cannot do anything or that something is very hard. So it's not that they cannot do it or that it's too hard, it's that maybe the opportunity is there to do it differently. So, what we think of weakness is our uniqueness. And mm-hmm. if we are able to embrace our uniqueness, We can get our strengths and realize that we are capable of doing anything that we want. Maybe not the same way than everybody else, but in a more unique way.
0: Can't think of a better way to wrap this up, Rudy. I I just say amen and thank you. Thank you very much. What a thrill to talk to, to Rudy. I literally found him while I was browsing through Marketplace. And his story and his courage and his bravery and his message is something that made my day. If you're selling something interesting on Marketplace, hit me up. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. You can find me on BuzzFeed and all the places that podcasts play. It's Marketplace, the podcast. I'm David Wallach. I'm excited. Thank you for being here.